0: Okay, good afternoon. Today we're going to start learning the seventh Ikar of the Ikarim of the Rambam, which is summarized in the Amin, Animamin version, as Animamin Bemuna as <laughs> Al of Hoya of La That the Navu of Maisha Abenu is true, and that he was the of, the father or the leader of all Navim, <laughs> the greatest of all Navim, to those who preceded him and those who would follow. As it says in the Tira. In the last psukim of the Torah, that there will never be a navi like Meisher As always, this is a uh, a a shortened version of what the Ramam himself wrote. And there are different aspects to the uniqueness of Navuas Meisher Today, we're gonna we're doing Shir Yodalad in the Sefer Ayamuna. E I'm gonna share with you the 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 idea, the perspective that Meisher Shapira offers here on the uniqueness of Navuas Mesha. And um, there are really two parts, two sort of different but interrelated ideas which he shares here, we'll start with the one, if we're able to, we will get to the other. But the one itself is really, really simple and outstanding. What's the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is the father, the source of all Neviah? In one sense, you could understand it as Moshe Rabbeinu is the biggest and the best of the Neviah. You say, for example, and this is something which the Ramam develops, and absolutely that's a a, a large part of what the Psukim themselves say, and that is that Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah was crystal clear, whereas other Nevi'im couldn't prophesize with the same level of clarity. Moshe Rabbeinu was was so fully and completely dedicated, given over to the word of Hashem, that the word of Hashem didn't have to interact with any of his preconceived notions, with his premises or biases. Meishu Rabbeinu was a clean slate. That's what Chazal speaks about. Shina medaber es mitosh It was this, as if HaKadosh Baruch who was speaking out of Meishu Rabbeinu's throat, which we decidedly say is not the case by other Nevi'im. Other Nevi'im, we expect that there should be some of their signon, some of their self, their style, their imprint, on what they're hearing from HaKadosh Baruch that they then give over. So that's sort of like the classic Eved Nemon of Moshe Rabbeinu, that he's absolutely clear, whereas other neviim are not, and that's why nobody's Nevuah would be able to surpass the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why we've explained, even recently around this table, why the Torah has to end with the death of Moshe Rabbeinu, because nobody can give that same quality of, of Nevuah but uh Rav presents a completely different side of it and it's a very very sig- important and significant side of it the the the, uh, the rambam <laughs> writes about every Navi. loisos dos huba. okay we're going i'm going to read to you here a few selections from the from the rambam when it comes to, when it comes to this, uh, this, this matter. <laughs> Nevi'im don't come to create a religion or a faith. The idea again that laws were only given by Moshe Rabbeinu. A Nevi who comes to give a mitzvah, to give a halacha, is assumed to be a Nevi Sheker, a false prophet, out of business and worse. Elo l'tzavay saltiv reha what they're there to do is to instruct about the existing Divrei Torah. And to warn the people lest they ignore the Torah. <coughs> the second or third last Pasuk of the last prophet to arise in the Jewish people, someone known as Malachi, was Zikru Tairas Mesha Avdi. Remember the Tire of Moshe, my servant. <laughs> Says the Rambam, that Posuk, sort of like the penultimate posuk of Nevuah, is the classic pasuk of Nevuah. The Navi is there to tell us, remember what Moshe Rabbeinu said. The halacha was established by Moshe Rabbeinu. It's my job to make sure that you're reminded and encouraged to adhere to it. In a similar <clears throat> vein, a more famous passage in the Rambam, from Hilchay's tshuva. tshuva. All of the Nevi'im, every one of them, instructed about Tshuva. The Jewish people will only be redeemed through Tshuva. And the Torah has already promised that the Jewish people will ultimately do Tshuva. And then they will be redeemed. The Raman there is writing about tshuva. As you can see, how many times can you say tshuva in one sentence? It's about tshuva. It's about the centrality of tshuva. But in there he says, all the naviim were mitzvah about tshuva. Now there's a way to read that, which means, you should know every navi at some point in his life spoke about tshuva. You know, that's like saying every rabbi at some point in his life talked about the internet. You know, like it's an issue. It's something which is out there. Tshuva is an issue. So therefore he talked about it. Every Navi must have talked about it. The, the, when you put together the first quote and the second, you see it more sharply. If the Navi isn't there to make a, dust, to make a new faith, but rather, let That's what he said before, to encourage us and instruct us with regard to the words of Torah, which we are already obligated to do. What's tshuva? Tshuva is to encourage us, oh, I shouldn't say, that. that's not what tshuva is, that's what being metzavah about tshuva is, tshuva is to return to adherence to the standard. The standard is the Torah. And the Navi's role, period, is letzavah Saltivreya ha The Navi's role is to get us back to the principles as established. kulan, all their job was to be mitzavas, to instruct us about tshuva. The core, the chen yeshayo haychi yisrael, the, <laughs> the <laughs> Rambam writes this also in a different place of Hilchaz tshuva, where he writes about a something which stands in the way of tshuva, which is sinas hatoichachos, despising rebuke, <laughs> person who doesn't want to ever be instructed, corrected about anything. Says the Raman, that will get in the way of tshuva, because a person has to be able to recognize fault in order to address it, in order to fix it. And again he says, Yeshaya's task was to be mechiyachas. All the Nevi'im, their task was to be mechiyachas. The Gemara elsewhere says, Gemara says that chatu <laughs> Israel, had the Jewish people not sinned, lahem, <clears throat> <clears> el <throat> All we would have gotten was would be the five books of the Torah and the book of Yeshua, which gets us into Eretz Israel and tells us who has what. The rest of it is only a result of chatoyim. What does that mean? All of the words of the Nevi'im are to bring us back on track. So said Rav Maisha Shapira, if you think about Maish versus other Nevi'im, what did Maish Rabbeinu do? Maish Rabbeinu brought us the standard. Mm-hmm. The rest of the Nevi'im encouraged us, <coughs> urged us, instructed us, warned us about keeping to the standard. All of the Nevi'im are, so to speak, a tolada of Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the Av. Moshe Rabbeinu is the father of all the Nevi'im. why? Because if there is no standard, there's no instruction about sticking to it. There's no encouragement about staying with it. Moshe Rabbeinu was what we would call the standard bearer, the standard teacher of Klal Yisrael. The Nevi'im weren't there to teach standards. The standards were already Munach B'Sefer Taira. They're already there. The mavim were there to hold up a mirror to Kal Israel, to hold up the Sefer Taira to us and say, hey, how are you matching up? How can we help you that your lives should reflect more of what the Taira says? It's a whole different take. I don't know, you know if, if I'm conveying it with, you know, with, with, with enough uh, you know, power and appreciation. It's not just that B'Shavenu was a greater prophet, and they were lesser prophets, and because he was a greater prophet, he was able to teach them the Torah, they were lesser prophets, all they could do would be to comment on current events. It's much more of a relationship. B'Shavenu gave them the instruction, gave them the way of life, and the Nevi'im spent the rest of history trying to help us to stick to the program, to the Torah. There's a standard I'll tell you a magnificent thing which he says. Teichacha, rebuke, is fundamentally different than teaching. If, if somebody comes to me and says, no, 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 no. Like, you have no idea. You, you, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You know that that now with uh, with new cars, you the worst thing in the world that you could possibly do is put your foot on the brake when you when you turn the key or push the button for the ignition. It's supposed to be done without touching the brake at all. Now is that a rebuke? Compare that to number two. I'm pulling out of the the parking lot over here. I'm on the phone and. I don't look carefully enough or I don't stop completely enough to look. And I scare the daylights out of a car that's coming down the other way. Right? And he stops. And he yells at me. What is he what is he doing? What is he telling me? He says, "You you know that you have to stop. You know that you have to look. But you didn't. You were distracted. Or you were, you know, you you just weren't slowing down enough. You weren't adhering to what you yourself know to be the truth. If I get a new car, and I have no idea about this rule, it's not a rebuke, it's an instruction. An instruction is telling you something that you don't know. A rebuke is saying, you've got to stick to the standards that you do know. And the example he brought was a beautiful example. There's a famous Chazal. Yosef HaTzadik reveals himself to his brothers. And the brothers are flabbergasted. They're not able to respond. They were completely bent out of shape. They were scared. They were flustered before Yosef HaTzadik. Woe to us from the day of judgment. Woe to us from the day of Teichacha, from the day of rebuke. Look at this. Yosef HaTzadik was a human being of flesh and blood. He says, And the brothers are completely, completely flustered. Imagine what it will be when we stand not in front of a, a, a human being, but when we stand in front of Melech, Malchia HaKadosh Baruch in front of the Rabbi Sholelem himself. Now, there's a famous problem. And the problem is that Yasef wasn't my Chiyach. He didn't rebuke them. All he said was, I'm Yasef, is my father still alive? He didn't say any words of, words of rebuke. What's the rebuke? Famous kasha. And there's a famous word of the base HaLevi. It's really, in a, in a great sense, the Posheth Peshat and the Posheth. What, what just happened? The brothers, led by Yehuda, made an incredible appeal to Yaisaf HaTzadik. And they said to him, you know, we understand, you know, Binyamin stole something. That was the impression everybody was under. They didn't challenge that Binyamin stole the something. But you know our father is so connected to Binyamin and if we're gonna go back, we're gonna show up, we'll pull up in front of the house and Binyamin won't, won't be with us. He's, he, he'll see when the child isn't there, he's gonna just, he'll, he'll die. So please let Binyamin go back. I Yehuda, who's a much better, much more significant person, I will stay here. I'll be the one who's willing to be imprisoned. I wanna save my father's life. Yosef turns around. He's overwhelmed. And he says, I am Yosef. Is my father still alive? So everyone asks another question, not on the Chazal, but on the pasuk. What does it mean, is my father still alive? He just gave a whole spiel that the reason why, you have to, why he's sitting in jail is that his father should stay alive. Of course his father is still alive. Says the Beis Halevi, what Yasef HaTzadik was saying was, you just gave me this whole spiel about worrying about your father's well-being. Were you worried about my father's well-being? When you did what you did to me, you know that you sent my father into 22 years of depression? Were you worried about my father when you did it? Is my father still alive? That's what the Beis HaLevi says. And that was the taichachah, that was the rebuke of Yosef HaTzadik. Said Rav Moshe, so you see how rebuke works. What happened was, they established for themselves a standard that they used in their negotiation with this person who they didn't realize was Yisav HaTzadik. And the standard was, you know something? It, it doesn't matter what he did. It doesn't matter what Binyamin did. right? If you're not going to send them back, it's going to have a devastating impact on our father. And therefore, we have to come up with something else. So Yosef says, according to what you believe, don't listen to me. Let me just play back the tape. Listen to the standard that you've established for yourself. You don't live up to your own standard. That's toichacha. Toichacha is when we have the standard and we're just not living up to it, which of course we understand, it's of course there's such a thing as teaching someone a new law of the Torah that they didn't know and then you have that big movement called Tshuva, but you know what the bigger movement of Tshuva is the bigger movement of Tshuva is about things that we know consciously we're aware of but we don't live up to them we have a hard time with consistently following them. We have a hard time with dealing with them when it calls upon us for a great sacrifice, like in the case of Yosef. That's toichacha. Right, The Chazal, aylanu Miyayim Hadin, Oilanu Miyayim That's the expression of Chazal. Woe to us from the day of judgment, woe to us from the day of Toykacha. Din judgment. That's from living up to proper standards. Taichacha is from living up to our own standards. That's the you know that's the that's the piece. That's the piece. You know, he says as a just as a, as an example. You know, a person is very casual when it comes, let's say, to to his observance of Shabbos or whatever it is. His <clears throat> casual observance of Shabbos. So he says, if the person's like a very casual person. And they're casual with their passwords, and they're casual with locking their door, and they're casual with with uh, you know with with the their health and so on and so forth, and they're casual with Shabbos, Mela, Mela. Okay. So maybe the person needs to tighten up the ship on everything, but if the person is very careful about you know, their house and they're very careful about their clothing. And they're very careful about their car and They're very careful about their, their 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 money, and they're very careful about their health But when it comes to something else the teshav is, they're very casual Then we say come on, you know if you're if you're a casual guy I understand but you're not a casual guy about the things that count you're not casual so that's the is there's a standard Where are you with the standard? Sometimes it's your own standard. The Nevi'im came to help us to adhere to the standard that HaKadosh Baruch Hu already established. Hashiveinu avinu l'sayrasecha. Said Rav Moshe, what does it mean, Hashiveinu <laughs> avinu What's the notion of tshuva altogether? The notion of tshuva altogether is that a person never did something, and now we speak about having tshuva taira. So again, you have the person who did and who faltered. But in a certain sense, the conscience, the standard of all of the Jewish people was what Moshe Rabbeinu brought down to us at Har Sinai. That was the moment and the event where the standard was established for the Jewish people. And all of life is, all of El Bona Shel Torah, all that we speak about, the neglect of Torah, the heavenly voice, the Baskel that comes out from Harsinai every day and says, whoa for the for the neglect of Torah, it's the standard has been established. Where are we? Where are we relative to it? That was the task of the Naviem. That's why Meshabin was the Av Linaviam, was the original Navi. He established the standard that everyone since has to help, has to encourage, has to try to get us <coughs> uh, to get us uh, back to. Okay. So I'm looking to the tables. Yes. Can you watch, can you